Hi, hey. you're listening to Ask, ask Your Dad. Dad. Don't oh, ask yeah. me why. This podcast is named that. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. give out advice for free. For free. But we're not trained yeah. professionally. Period. And you're gonna listen. Listen. Because we're your dads. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Herman and... I want to watch the world burn. I've got the gasoline. <laughs> You're listening to Ask Your Dad. This is the first time in probably like a year that an episode has come out the following week after an episode came out. Uh, it's giving consistent. One thing about me, I uh, follow the guidelines that I give myself. That's right. 2024 Herman is a little different. When I say I'm going to do a podcast every week, I'm going to do a podcast every week, okay? All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's get into the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's start with the first segment of the show, uh, soon-to-be classic, How Did You Parent Yourself Today? The segment where we kind of talk about, you know, we look within and we see how are we making sure that we are okay in the world. Um, today was a weird day for me. Uh, I was working from home today. But I had gotten up pretty early. Like, I was going to be early to work if I was working in person today. But I got a text from my boss. And the power was being weird. Um, For those of you who don't know, maybe you're not from the southeast. Is that where I am? Maybe. There was a little bit of a storm. A lot of bit of a storm. Um, So, you know, the electrical grid, just she just couldn't take. <laughs> she just couldn't take. So the heat was acting up at work. Um, So I had to work from home today. Which is normal for some people who live in my house, but not normal for me. I hate working from home. It is, like, my least favorite thing. Unless I have, like, a project. If it's, like, yeah, if we're in, like, the throes of, like, producing new product. I work at a greeting card company. If we're in the throes of, like, writing new product or producing new product, and I can be, like, okay, I will set aside two hours and then do this and then take a little break and then set aside two more hours and then do this. That's cool. But when I have, like, a million trillion tasks and it... it it's just, it, to get all the tasks done, I need to be focused. I, that, in the home, that doesn't happen for me. Um, maybe if I lived alone, maybe if I had an office, maybe these things could happen. But I have to either work in my room or work in the living room. And either way, there's just things going on. My room is immaculately designed. I've got vinyls on the wall. I've got, um, I've got books. <laughs> I've got video games. I've got pop figures everywhere. It's an infestation. So if I just look to the left, look to the right, there's something that's going to distract me and send me on a on a on a trip far, far away. No Shrek. Um, <laughs> anyway, I say all that to say parenting myself today was a little bit difficult, but I have a tried and true method that I would like to share with all of you. Um, if you're ever in this exact situation where you have to work from home and you also have a record player. <laughs> It's really specific, but it's really helpful. What I do is if I'm working on a task, I like to live by the idea. This is something my therapist taught me a long time ago. I like to live by the idea I can do anything in the world for 15 minutes to 30 minutes at a time. Anything. Something I do want to do, something I don't want to do. Anything I can do for at least 30 minutes. So that's pretty much the average length, like 15 to 25 minutes is like the average length of one side of a vinyl. Get into it. Walk with me. Walk with me. Work with me. So what I do is I set up my record player, put on an album that I love or an album that I'm like, eh, 
I mean, I only own albums that I somewhat like. Any, not important. <laughs> I, I put the vinyl down. And while that first thing is going, whatever I'm working on, I am only focused on that. Once the vinyl ends and it's time for me to flip it, I'll take like a short five minute like brain break. I'll let my brain wander, do whatever. Flip the vinyl back to work for the rest of that vinyl. Um, it's worked pretty well for me in terms of staying, staying focused. I like, yeah, background noise, not necessarily noise, but like a, a, a timer that's not a timer is what <laughs> this record player system is for me. And I'm, I like that. I like being guided. I like structure, um, but I'm bad at making structure for myself. So I love to find some outward force to create that structure for me. And yeah, it worked. For most of the day, uh, there was definitely parts of the day where I was zoning out, staring at the wall, but I got more work done than I would if I did not utilize this. So, you know, find that version for you if you are ever in this exact situation where the heat does not work at your job and you have to work from home. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. On to the man cave segment. Time to talk about some pop culture and some things that are happening in my life and in the world. Um, What I will say, (laughs) it's kind of hard not to start with the Golden Globes of it all. Uh, for those of you who don't know, who are not in tune with the entertainment industry and all of its shenanigans, there was an award show this weekend, the Golden Globes, which I believe is one of the Academy Awards. I could be wrong. Actually, I think I'm wrong. I don't think the Golden Globes is an Academy Award. Not that I know the difference, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Anyway, the Golden Globes, you know, you get awarded for everything. There's TV awards, movie awards, music for movies awards. Other things. TV hosts get awards. Kiki Palmer got an award for a TV host, and she was like the first um, black woman, I think, in a very long time to get that award, which is cool. Love that for her. Um, Unfortunately, who got what awards is not the main topic, not the main sticking point from this Golden Globes ceremony. Uh, Unfortunately, we have another year of the Golden Globes where some fuck shit has gone down. And I don't mean fuck shit like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, because that is a whole separate uh, tier of fuck shit, in my opinion. Um, I'll start with the small potatoes, and then we'll go to the big potatoes. Yeah. So the small potatoes (laughs) is that apparently there's this clip going around of Selena Gomez whispering to Taylor Swift and another girl that's sitting at the table, Taylor Swift, don't know you. So sorry, queen. Don't know who you are. And I don't even mean that shadily. I just genuinely don't know who you are. And I'm kind of mad that I don't. But anyway, Selena is, uh, you know, pantomiming and speaking and basically explaining that she wanted to take a picture with Timothy Chalamet and Kendall Jenner, who I think, not Kendall, sorry, Kylie, Kylie, Kylie Jenner, who it's presumed that Timothy and Kylie Jenner are dating right now, um, said no kylie said no you will not take this picture and you know in true selena taylor fashion they're doing these big reactions to this and so of course of course people saw those clips and heard that heard the sound the audio from videos and of course that took off and so that's been a a back and forth thing what's silly (laughs) is that miss selena gomez has then taken to the internet to say i'm taking a break from social media um i'm gonna focus on what matters is on her story. So uh, she's she said this many a time. <laughs> she always comes back. So she'll be back. Not that I care. 
or anyone cares. But I guess when you're one of the most followed people on Instagram, you have to say stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if it's in the contract that you sign when you sell your soul to Meta. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sell your soul to Meta is quite funny. That might be the title of this episode. That's actually kind of hilarious, Herman. That was just, okay, anyway, moving on. So that's one thing. It's the, you know, basically when Taylor Swift is on a screen, that's going to be, at least one of the tabloids is going to be about Taylor Swift, for sure. And I used to resent her for it. Now I kind of think it's kind of magnificent. Like, that's a superpower. It really is. Because she will do the most mundane shit <laughs> and somehow be a headline. And that's crazy. They have to make shit up about Beyonce. They have to pull shit out of their ass about Beyonce to put in the tabloids. Taylor Swift can just walk outside, step on a piece of gum, and it is it is it is it is at the top of the the tabloids. Love it for her. Actually, kind of hate it for her. I bet that that's not a fun experience. But wow, wowie. Speaking of Taylor, she was one of many <laughs> victims of a bad comedian. Not necessarily a bad comedian, but a bad comedy set. Let's get into it. Uh, usually there is a comedy host or like a comedy uh, intermission gift of gab kind of guy or gal to guide us through award shows like these. I'm going to talk about in a second why I think we should stop doing that, but we'll, that's that's what it is. Um, they basically, they come in, they, uh, they guide the conversation, they give us an opening speech that's supposed to be silly and fun, and it's supposed to tie in all of the nominees and all of the cultural events of the past year um, for us to all laugh and be like, I remember when that happened. Um, it should be a very easy job, because all of the material is right there in front of you, and you, you just have to riff on it. You can literally use shit that's already been tweeted and said on the internet. And people will again be like, I remember when that was said. That was funny. You, you don't have to, you don't have to go too crazy. You can, you can, you can, it's, it's, it's a box. <laughs> it's a box. It's a very comfortable box. And a lot of comedians decide to step out of the box and be a little crazy, which I guess is art in of, in of itself, but it usually winds us in some naughty situations. Joe Coy was the comedian who hosted the Golden Globes this year, and I previously have really respected Joe Coy. I think he's a funny guy. I think he has um, he has like a cheery disposition that I've really enjoyed. I've seen. I don't know if I've ever. Yeah, I've watched at least one of his his stand up specials on Netflix, and I've always enjoyed him. I know a lot of people who enjoy him. So when I heard about the misogynistic comments. That were made about Barbie, about Taylor. Mm, the one about Taylor, I don't know if this is necessarily misogynistic. We'll get into it. But when I heard these comments and I heard people discussing it on the internet, I was assuming it was just some random white man comedian that I don't really know that was like, you know, that missed the point completely. Because that's what a lot of tweets are saying. Like, oh, this person didn't even really watch the Barbie movie because all of the jokes that he made kind of conflict with the main message of the film. <sighs> When I found out it was Joe Coy, I was just a little bit disappointed. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> of all the people. Um, I've seen the clips. I did not watch the Golden Globes. I should, I guess, start with that. I tend to not watch award shows that don't involve music just because, again, I think the time fillers for these award shows are never good. You either have these celebrities who are not comedians getting on stage and reading a script that's written for them, like, like written in their voice, but obviously the random 
uh, Emmys, VMAs, whatever writer does not know <laughs> these actors' voices that well. And so it's always a little awkward. You, you, you have all these pairings of people who would never interact otherwise. It's, it's always awkward. Um, so yeah, I, I typically tend to not tune into those. I typically just watch the acceptance clips and stuff like that. Grammys, however, love the Grammys. Grammys never disappoints me. I always have fun watching the Grammys. But anyway, 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 I digress. Um, the Golden Globes this year, hosted by Joe Coy, he made some jokes about some booby jokes about Barbie, some ugly jokes about Barbie, some jokes that are like anti Marco Robbie. I don't know. Just really low ball misogynistic stuff. And also he said something something about Taylor Swift always being on the on the screen. <laughs> which which did happen like right after he made the joke which was kind of funny that one that one i will say is tee um <laughs> at the grammys funny that i mentioned it this past year a lot of the celebrities were late just because of traffic in la um so for the first like 30 40 minutes really the only like well-known celebrity that was in the crowd at the grammys ready for uh the camera to be panned to them was taylor swift and me and my sister Sillily. We're like, let's let's do a drinking game where we'll take a shot every time Taylor Swift is on screen. Needless to say, I threw up at work the next day. I think that says everything you need to know. Um, <laughs> anywho, people have been tearing into Joe Coy the past couple of days regarding this Golden Globes uh, fiasco. And it just the, the, the biggest takeaway for me is that it's the jokes weren't funny. And they weren't clever. And he uses an excuse in the middle. He was like, they told me about this 10 days ago. I haven't had that much time to prepare. And then he also like throws the writers under the bus, which tacky to me because you read what they wrote before you came to perform it. You, you didn't want to edit it before. You wanted to edit it after you saw people's reactions, meaning you also thought it was funny <laughs> or you also thought it was an acceptable thing to say or do. That was tacky to me. That's icky. Don't throw writers under the bus. You said the shit. You could have changed it. Um, yeah. And that's maybe all I want to say about that, to be honest. I, I've recently watched the Barbie movie, so I'm a little sensitive to those jokes, especially considering, I don't know, Barbie won a couple of awards that night. And I think that movie specifically is such a, I think for years to come, is going to be a really nice, like, grounding place for, like, People make the joke about it, but it's true. Like, Feminism 101. Like, they talk about misogyny in that movie and feminism in a way that's very accessible. In a way that I don't think a movie or maybe any form of popular media has been able to do before. To where everybody walked into that movie and we all kind of watched the same thing. And a lot of us are coming out with the same takeaways. And now we have this verbiage, this reference. When we see misogyny in the world and when we see... Uh, the way that women have to move through the world, we have this reference uh, that's, again, easily accessible. I think it's good. I think Barbie is a net positive. Good On top of being an enjoyable movie to watch, I think it's a net positive for the world. So I could see why uh, Joe Coy has received such a huge reaction from some of his jokes, because they are a little icky, a little bleh. Anyway, that's, that's all the Golden Globes talk that I have for ye mateys today ye mateys i'm a pirate now okay we're getting we're getting we're getting off the rails <laughs> anywho um i'll talk about some things that i'm in ooh, 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 ooh speaking of golden globes hold on i guess there's one more golden globes thing i wanted to talk about 
uh, my movie of the week, my movie suggestion of the week is The Color Purple. Um, The Color Purple was nominated for some awards at the Golden Globes as well. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it is kind of the standard for movie musicals for me right now. It was so enjoyable. I was so in tune the whole time. And they shot it like it was a musical. There are so many scenes that where you're like point blank with the performer. The performer's looking into the camera. It feels like I'm on, like I'm in a Broadway audience and I'm getting to interact directly with an amazing performer. It felt real. It felt gritty. It felt fun, even though a lot of the subject matter of The Color Purple is so depressing and so annoying and so, uh, you know, I, I just hate seeing black women struggle, but I think there's a, a good balance of black struggle and black perseverance and black, uh, there's another word that's similar to perseverance that I can't think of. I was about to say elas- elasticity, and that's not at all the word that I was looking for, but I like it. Elasticity. There's a lot of black elasticity, bitch in this movie and i really enjoy it on top of the songs being good everybody ate daniel brooks ate fantasia ate taraji p henson ate coleman domingo ate everybody ate it was great it was a good movie but one of the stars of the movie felicia pearl mpasi was not invited to the golden globes which is stank to me which is very very stank because most of the color purple cast was at the golden globes and she plays um, the main character, the child version of the main character, but she's in half the damn movie. Weird. Weird to me. Weird to me. Strange. I don't like it. I saw her little TikTok about it, and she was still, you know, she was in her purple at home. She was like, this is me getting dressed up for the Golden Globe Awards. And then she snaps, and she's in a, a, a onesie. She's in a, 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 a one. what is the word? snuggy that was what i was looking for <laughs> she's in a purple snuggy talking about some i was not invited but i'm still supporting my people that's crazy i just i think the investment in young black specifically young black dark-skinned talent in hollywood is just not there and it's kind of annoying i gotta say more than a little annoying very annoying yeah and i'll just leave that there no more Golden Globes talk. I just wanted to pop in with that really quick. Let's jump over to another segment of the entertainment sphere, which is music. Um, I have three points. One that is connected, and I should have just done a seamless uh, transition. Another star of the color purple is the one and only my love. Halle Bailey, also known as the Little Mermaid. She plays young Nettie in the color purple. And she also plays mother in real life because for the past however long um she has been pregnant and she recently had her baby i don't think she specified when the baby was born um little baby named halo a lot of us uh surmised that miss girl was pregnant because she was wearing big poofy fluffy dresses and covering up her midriff area very uh cleverly and strategically and i am mad at her for it people are people were horrible to her when she was cast as a little mermaid People have been horrible since she was a kid to her on the internet, to be honest. And so I'm not mad at her, uh, you know, protecting her peace during her pregnancy. I'd do the same. Love that. I'm just very excited. Like, it's crazy. I think of Chloe and Hallie as like my little sisters in a way. I mean, Chloe's older than me, but 
I think of them as my, you know, as family, as fam. So this is like, like, hey, nephew, like, I'm, I'm excited. That's very cute to me. What I wanted to bring up, and I keep on saying I'm done talking about the Golden Globes, but it always comes back and it's funny. Timothy Chalamet got stopped by TMZ outside the Golden Globe Awards. I don't know if it was outside or if it was the next day or whatever. Um, they popped, this girl popped around the corner on Timothy Chalamet and his sister just walking down the streets of Los Angeles. And he's like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. And she's like questioning him, badgering him, trying to find out, trying to find out um, if it's basically true. The whole Selena Gomez thing that I previously talked about. They want to find out is it true? Are Selena and Gomez and Kylie Jenner not on speaking terms? Are they fighting about you? Da, 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 da. And he's just like not responding. He just keeps on saying stuff like, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you found me. This is crazy. That's crazy that you're right there. He just keeps on saying stuff like that. And so at one point when he says something like that, he's like, like, what were you doing there? The lady goes, oh, I was waiting for DDG. <laughs> and Timothy Chalamet, it looks at his sister like, who? <laughs> Who is DDG? And the girl kind of goes, insult to injury, to be honest. Halle B. Catch so many strays. The girl goes on to say, like, oh, Halle Bailey. You know Halle Bailey? That's her boyfriend. I was looking for DDG. I was waiting for DDG. That's why I was right there. But I saw you instead. So I took the opportunity. And that just really tickled me. Like, you could see Timothy Chalamet and his sister not really know what she's talking about. DDG, DD, who is DDG, who is DDG? And then she says Halle Bailey, and they're like, oh, and like, she literally like says like oh Halle Bailey just had a baby and they're like oh like, you can tell that they just are not in tune like they know who Halle is but they just did not know all of this tea and it, it's funny to see celebrities find out things in real time that that just that just really tickled me personally um that was really funny um there's two releases this or I guess three releases this weekend that I'm very excited about both in music and in film. Uh, for music, we've got an Ariana Grande return, a song called Yes And, which is so theater. Like, this is a great weekend for theater gays, I gotta say. We've got Mean Girls the Musical also coming out this weekend. And then we've got uh, the musical theater queen, Ariana Grande, the pop musical theater princess, coming back with a song called fucking Yes And. Are you kidding me? Like, pinch me. This is, this is very funny and silly to me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun song. I've heard rumors that it's like Vogue inspired. <laughs> Renaissance expired. So that should be fun. Um, there's also a Little Nas X release this weekend. And as always, he is really shaking the table <laughs> for the Christian community, specifically the black Christian community, because all of the imagery for this is little Nas X as Jesus. <laughs> Last time he was the devil. Now he is Jesus Christ. The girlies are going to be mad. I personally don't care. I just want the song to be good. Um, but I'm also not a Christian, so I could see how I am <laughs> uh, on the outskirts of this, of this battle. I think that he's just like, it's funny because people will call out, Lil Nas X is trolling, he's being a troll, but in the same breath, they're like, this is sacrilegious. Why does he hate Christianity? Why, he's gonna go to hell and anybody who listens to his music is gonna go to hell. And it's like, so you guys can accept that he's rage baiting, but then you also get rage baited? It's like crazy. It's He has the fucking secret, the, the Krabby Patty formula for a successful pop release. Because y'all do this every time and his music goes up every time. So... 
We'll see what happens this time. They're saying, we're not going to listen to it this time. We're not going to. But y'all are going to listen to it. You're going to do your reaction videos on YouTube. You're going to do your, like, all of your biblical references of all the sacrilegious things that he did in the video. And it's going to go to number, like, four or five on the Billboard charts. Maybe even number one. Because y'all have no backbone. None. And he knows y'all have no backbone. That's why he keeps on doing this shit. What what y'all should really do when he releases is mute and block him and not interact with any of his shit. But y'all can't do that. Because a lot of y'all like what you're seeing. Quiet as it's kept. It's just like in the church. It's a great allegory. <laughs> it's a great allegory. The loudest, most homophobic people. You know, they like a little, a little something, something on the side. They watching those Chirac videos on the side. <laughs> If you, if you know who Shrek is, I'm not going to say shame on you because we're sex positive over here, but you, you, you know what's out of the internet you're on. And it's funny to me. Anyway, that'll be it for the man give segment. I think I've talked a lot. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give some advice to people on Reddit in the titular segment of the show. Ask yo dad, ask yo dad. See you soon. And we are back like a bra strap for the titular segment of the show, Ask Your Dad, the segment where we give some advice to some people in need on the Reddits and throughout the world. Sorry, that was a little bit of a, a, a burp. I'm not, I'm not drinking anything this time. I'm just a gassy guy. <laughs> I'm just a, a gassy little guy. Oh. <laughs> this week, we are doing some Reddit advice, but if you have any um, burning questions, any burning situation that you need help with uh you can send an email to just ask your dad at gmail.com or you could dm us on instagram at ask your dad pod or on twitter also at ask your dad pod and we can help you out we'll give you some advice we will steer you in the right direction hopefully um today i'm just going to dig through this advice segment uh for naming themes i think that we're gonna go with female rappers that's the mood i'm in today we're just gonna go with female rappers i know a lot of them it's probably my Second favorite genre of music, top genre being just general pop music, um, which a lot of female rap falls into the pop category. That is not the point of what we're doing today. We're going to get right into these Reddit posts. Get ready. Awesome. We're going to start with this this one right off. No, we're not going to start with that one, actually. I love... <laughs> this is a, a thing in my real life, too. I love starting a sentence and just saying, never mind. <laughs> just bailing halfway through the sentence. Just being like... Actually, <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence. You'll never know what I was going to say. That is me taking back my power, you know? I'm in the intersection of a lot of minorities. Uh, so I take my power where I can, and not finishing my thoughts is one of my strongest abilities. If I were to apply for the Avengers, that's going to be on line one. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, we'll start with this one. This one seems very uh, surgical. Uh, we're going to give this person Trina. Sure, right off the bat, we're going to call him Trina. Trina says, should I be honest to my landlord? Question mark. I attempted to install a bidet on my toilet in my apartment. I know, not the best idea. While I managed to actually not cause catastrophic damage, I can't get the toilet to stop running without manually lifting under the flusher. I removed the bidet, but kept the fresh new water supply valve on the toilet, though. Should I tell him that I want I went to install it and change the, to water pressure and the toilet won't stop running? 
Or should I just tell him a piece of the toilet isn't working properly and make him assume it's old and needs replacing? Um, This is going to be a, a, a truther for me. This is not going to be a lie moment. This is going to be a tell the truth moment only because, um, well, it depends. It depends. Does your landlord come and manually fix things himself or does he send someone? Does he send like help to come do it? If he sends like uh, plumbing people to come do it and he doesn't come himself at all, then maybe you could get away with lying in this situation. Because in my experience, um, these third parties usually don't really give a shit about what <laughs> about like things that would uh, upset the landlord. They just want to get paid. They just want to fix whatever the thing is or not fix whatever the thing is. Um, and so in, in that case, you could... If you think that's, that's going to be the situation, you could just be like, hey, this thing on the toilet's not working. I don't understand why. The only risk, I think, with this, with lying, is that I, from what you've described, I think it would be pretty obvious that this was a man-made issue. <laughs> I don't think that this is a thing that your toilet would just naturally not do, like, or naturally do. I don't think your toilet would just naturally uh, stop, like, not be able to stop running water. Personally, I think that that's, you know, so I, I, I would just I would just have them. Um, I, w- I would tell the full truth and nothing but the truth in this case. But what do I know? Uh, what is what do the other people think? Um, scream out in your cars or in your headphones. I, I want to know. I'm not the best person for this because I'm always I'm a goody, 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 goody two shoes. I would not even have put the bidet on the toilet. Personally, I would have I wouldn't have I wouldn't have. <laughs> I just wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't even have thought to do it. Any, like, heavy changes, even, like, everything in my room, everything that I've put up in my house I'm renting, command strips, command strips down, command strips down to my ankles, because I'm not, I'm not going to nail nothing in the wall. Y'all not going to get me. I want my security deposit back. I'm going to need my security deposit back. It's pretty expensive, actually, and I would like it back. That's just me. That's just me, though. That's just me. Uh, moving on to the next person. Mmm. Mmm. This one is a little petty. It's a little petty. Who is a petty rapper? Nicki Minaj. <laughs> We're going to call you Nicki Minaj. Ah. Nicki Minaj says, <laughs> My good friend won't stop hanging out with my ex-girlfriend. I've been friends with this person for around six years. Me, him, my ex, and the rest of my friend group went to the same middle school and now we're sophomores in high school. Why did I pick this one? All right. Anyway, about two months ago, my ex broke up with me in a messed up way, leaving me heartbroken. Up until this point, me and my ex and the rest of my friend group would all hang out. But after she broke up with me, my friend group stopped hanging out with her, except for my one friend who I'll call Toby. That's not his real name. Toby kept uh, hanging out with my ex a little bit after we broke up and justified it by saying... He wanted to get with her friend who she hung out with. Ooh, this, like, heterosexual drama I love. Um, A month later, my ex has a new boyfriend who is a freshman. Ooh. But you guys are sophomores? That's not a big deal. I wouldn't have any problem with this person except for the fact that he wanted to be friends with my friend group and then proceeded to take my ex even after I told him how she did me dirty. Toby now hangs out with my ex, her boyfriend, and a whole other friend group alongside my friend group. And I still love him as a friend, but I don't know what to do. I've even told him how I don't like it when he hangs out with my ex. All right. So I think there's a couple of different routes that you could go with this. Um, Most of which involve 
not like ending your friendship with Toby. I think that that's like a like a last resort kind of thing. Personally, and this is just from an outsider perspective, I think if you guys were all friends, it's different. You guys have all been friends since middle school, including your ex. Let me re- let me re- re- let me reread that part to make sure. Yeah, you guys all went to the same middle school, and you guys have been friends for about six years, or maybe, 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 maybe I'm reading that wrong. Maybe you're just saying that you and Toby have been friends for six years, but you guys all went to the same middle school. I don't know. Toby should have some loyalty to you. So I think the biggest thing is just making sure that there's some boundaries in the relationship, um, making sure that Toby isn't chatting shit to your ex and your ex isn't chatting shit to Toby. There's no way for you to control that. And I get that that's probably the root of what's making you uncomfortable. But if you can kind of make that abundantly clear, your reasons of why you're uncomfortable, because I think sometimes people hear like, you can't hang out with that person. And they're just like, okay, like this is my friend. But if you make it super clear why, then you have... Um, ammunition in a way where if something happens where your ex knows something that you didn't want her to know or your ex tells toby something that you didn't want toby to know you could be like see this is why i didn't want you to hang out because it makes our relationship um not very comfy um so yeah i think that that's just a good one last heart-to-heart conversation about why it makes you uncomfortable and you know maybe do some journaling do some self-reflection of like what of them still hanging out really makes you uncomfortable. Um, you didn't really specify the reasons behind the uh, breakup. I know for some people it's like, well, if you guys didn't break up in like a like a horrible way, like you're saying your heart is broken, but you're not saying like she did. I don't know. Did she cheat on you? Did she uh, push you down a flight of stairs? Did she call you a fat ass Kelly Price? Like what happened? <laughs> what happened? Because you know how you guys broke up and why you guys broke up is also like I don't know a factor. To whether or not it's like ethical for Toby to still be friends with her. But also it is literally high school. And Toby could be hanging out with her this week. And in a couple of months be like eh. And not be hanging out with her anymore. I think the more. I don't know. One thing that I wish that I focused on more in high school. As opposed to this. Is just kind of like. Being present with the people who are showing up for me. And the people who are respecting my boundaries. As opposed to like begging people to respect my boundaries you know and so maybe like long term that's kind of the answer that you're going to be leaning into it's just like maybe me and toby aren't as close of friends as i thought we were because this should be an obvious that he shouldn't hang out with her um and so if that's the case you could just pour more into your other friendships or into any new relationships that you're forming and kind of wash your hands of how close you and toby were at in the past which is not an easy thing to do but it is a life thing to do. So I feel like that was not at all helpful and feel free to roast me if you think it wasn't helpful. But I think sometimes we just have to talk through situations like this. Like there's, there's no winner because, you know, even if Toby was like, all right, I'm not going to hang out with her anymore. And he only hung out with you. There'd be a part of him that is a little resentful that he missed out on that friendship. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's not even, he's not even about the friendship. I completely forgot that he was only hanging out with the ex-girlfriend because he likes someone in that friend group. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a little that's a little icky. That is a little icky. But he also could have said that just, just spare your feelings. <laughs> he could genuinely like your ex as a person and like hanging out with her. 
and he was just, and he's trying to like dumb it down by saying like oh i just have a crush on this person that's in the friend group and i'm trying to get with her because has he gotten with her have you seen any progress with that so far i don't know i would love a part two of this so feel free to write again <laughs> all hopefully I, w- I would love i would love to know more i have a lot of follow-up questions just give me as much information as possible i miss high school drama i want to be in it invite me thank you all right on to the next good luck Nicki minaj <laughs> this one is kind of crazy um this is just an out-of-pocket thing so i'm gonna call this person rico nasty because rico nasty says some out-of-pocket things from time to time funny things but out-of-pocket things all right, Rico says, how do I suggest to my dad he should masturbate more often? Pause. Why are you asking that question? It, it's definitely a good headline because it, it makes me want to know. Like, how did we get here? Har har, a very funny concern to have. Har har is an understatement, Rico. The backstory is on his side of the family. They have history of prostate problems. Okay, we're, we're getting to a sense of normalcy. His brother just got diagnosed with prostate cancer. There are studies linked, linking increased sexual activity with decreased risk of prostate cancer. As far as I'm aware, my dad is pretty asexual and doesn't, you know, have sex. You could say all this, but you can't, you, you, you don't, you could talk about your dad masturbating, but you can't talk about your dad fucking. Let's work on that. Let's work on that. Because you, you brought me in with this headline. I'm gonna need you to go full force. Your dad don't fuck. Say it. Say it with your chest. Anyway, moving on. He always spends his time outside and never like closes the door or hides away for his alone time. So I'm worried he just doesn't ever get off. I would like to suggest to him to ejaculate more frequently in order to lower his risk of prostate cancer along with other health measures. But come on. Does anyone have a relationship with their dad where they can do that? I'm female, by the way, because we don't. I don't know how to go about this. It feels so inappropriate, but medically necessary. So this is one of those situations where I feel like... (laughs) especially because you don't have the relationship, it needs to not be direct. It needs to be like suggestion. It needs to be, I feel like I have to do this with my dad a lot too for a myriad of topics. It needs to be, you guys are just hanging out, eating dinner or whatever. And maybe, first of all, men in his age group are already just like not like down to talk about health. Usually. I don't know how your dad is, but I can think of many people in my family who struggled with medical issues for a long time without telling anyone just because the masculinity of it all, it's like embarrassing for them to talk about health problems that they're having, especially prostate problems, because that is such like a intimate, dainty thing. You know, they want to tell you that they have a gash in their leg. They don't want to tell you that they have a prostate issue or an erectile dysfunction or what have you. So anyway... I think it should be very casual. You guys are like watching TV, eating food, doing something, and you're you're on your phone and you're just swiping on your phone. You can you could plant it, make it look real, keep keep a, a thing bookmarked, and be like, oh my god, dad, so crazy. You know how such and such was um, you know, uh diagnosed with prostate cancer. I'm reading this article, and it basically says that like the more sex you have or the more you masturbate, like it drastically reduces the risk of getting prostate cancer. That's kind of interesting, right? And just say it like, as in, you're not suggesting it to him. You're just like saying like, that's crazy that these, like like there's studies about this. That way you're not making any assumptions about how much sex your dad has or doesn't have. You're just kind of like putting it out there. And in the same breath, you can say like, hey dad, 
like side note like make sure you're going to the hospital very often make sure that you're doing like you're getting in that age where it's like we need to be doing checkups let me know if you want me to help you schedule doctor appointments that news concerned me and i want to make sure that you are in a good place um with your health it would make me feel very comfortable if we're on top of this kind of thing that's a little less blasphemous than dad you need to jack off more you know is it just me am i wrong am i that's what i think rico nasty that's what i that's that's the realm that i would like us to live in yeah yeah agreed cool <laughs> i think that'll be the last uh regular regular advice one that we do we didn't get to do any am i the assholes last week so i want to make sure that we do some this week um i'm gonna hop and skip over to am i the asshole real quick what do we got in there what do we got in there uh-oh gay shenanigans we're starting off strong um who's a gay female rapper who's a queer female rapper there are some remy ma <laughs> remy ma we're gonna call this person remy ma remy ma says am i the asshole for outing my friend's new boyfriend Ooh. remy says uh i am a 22 year old straight man and i told my best friend a 23 year old woman who's also straight that her new boyfriend who is also 23 um is gay let me run that back you a straight man told your best gal pal that her new boyfriend is gay i would love to see how we got here let's read my friends told me about her new boyfriend whom i used to be friends with our friendship unfortunately ended because he confessed his feelings for me both sexual and emotional and would often try to initiate sexual acts which i'm not into mm. months later my friend tells me she's in a relationship with this man he very recently has tried to rekindle things with me and i'm aware he is sleeping with other men she is slash was under the impression that he is purely straight and also not sexually active he told her that he's a virgin oh i told her everything about what he tried to do with me about his encounters with men and showed her his active grinder profile why do you have access to his active grinder profile straight man riddle me that remy ma what are you doing on grinder unless this was like a you know girls night you and this gal pal um were like oh you don't believe me well, let's make a grinder, a fake grinder account right now, and we will find him immediately. Which is a little icky, I will say, because you might be unknowingly outing a bunch of other people in, in doing such a thing. But that would make a little bit more sense than you just, oh, let me just pull up grinder real quick <laughs> as my proof. Uh, anyway, um, I would want to know if my new partner was lying to me, and I also think it's important in terms of sexual safety, STIs, etc. She isn't going to say anything to him, so he will never know she knows. That's not true. Because let them get in one fight, and she's going to be like, that's why your ass be fucking boys. That's why you'll be doing the bending. It's just going to come out. And you, you know, you will be, you will be the beginning of that. Um, am I the asshole for outing him to her? I don't think that you were the asshole in this situation, uh, Remy Ma, and that is because this is, I think any friend would do what you did, one. I think any uh, person who has a history with this person the way that you do would want to say something or would feel uncomfortable not saying something. I, 
I think personally, the idea of the closet and the idea of outing is something that is uh, difficult. Like there's a lot of layers to it. Because me personally, as an out queer person, I believe that if you do dirt and you, the whole idea, oh, let me come back to center. The whole idea of the closet is about safety. You're in the closet because it is safer for you for whatever reason for you to kind of live between two worlds where you have your personal gay life, even if that personal gay life is restricted to your bedroom, and then you have uh, whatever persona you put out into the world, whether that's because your family is homophobic, whether that's because you work at a job that's homophobic, whatever the reason is, whatever the reason, maybe you are, you know, struggling with some internalized homophobia, which I think that this person we're talking about might be struggling with, maybe, perchance. They also might be bisexual. It's also possible. Um, but anyway, the whole idea is that you're in the closet to protect yourself and maybe to protect others, maybe to protect the feelings of uh, whatever. Everybody has their own little story, but it's about safety. If you are making other people unsafe from within your safety bubble, if you're sitting there sniping from your safety closet, I think you deserve to be outed because there's it's not fair for you to get to be safe while making other people unsafe. So in that regard, I do not think that you are the asshole at all. I think that this, you know, you do the dirt, you do the time in this case. So you want to play clownery games, you want to play, I could get outed for this games, then you're going to get, I got outed prizes. Um, so that's how I feel about that, Remy Ma. So you're not, I don't think you're the asshole. If you have a grinder account, just just to have a grinder account, <laughs> that's a little assholey. That is, I would love to hear your explanation for that because my mind is going straight to the worst. Um, but anyway, wishing you the best, hoping um, your friend doesn't keep this information for too long. I hope that she uses the information to make a decision, whether it is to get out of the relationship or to have a conversation with him about it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, again, I don't think it was wrong for you to disclose that information for the safety of your friend. Uh, we'll do one more Am I the Asshole? And then I think that'll be it for this segment today. What do we got in here? What do we got in here? What do we got in here? Okay. Um, a lot of relationship stuff today. We'll do... Ooh, what rapper do I want to wanna end us on? You know what? We haven't done Megan. Let, let's do Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion for this last one. Meg. Hot girl Meg. Meg says, am I the asshole for not wanting to spend a weekend at my girlfriend's house? I'm a senior in college. Uh, it's my last semester. And my girlfriend has to take a test at her hometown, which is four to five hours away. She asked me to drive home with her, and she told me it would work best for her. I thought about it for a couple of days and decided that I didn't want to go. Being as it's my last semester, I feel pressure to want to do things and have fun and spend time with my friends. My life has been consumed by the job hunt for the past year, and it feels nice finally being able to do other things. I don't particularly have anything that weekend, but we would leave Thursday afternoon and get back Sunday night. I would only miss one class. Red flag, one. I told her I didn't want to go, and she got really upset and said she felt like even her friends would be willing to go with her. She didn't want to fly since it would have to be a connection, a connecting flight. She's worried about her dad flying down to drive up with her. She doesn't want her friends to go since they would have to wait around for five hours while she took her test. So in her mind, us driving up would be the best solution. I really do feel bad that I'm not going with her, but in the past, I've done a lot of things that would make others happy at the cost of my own and kind of wanted to just do my own thing. 
ah, I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> this then devolved into a bunch of other conversations about potential long distance after graduation, and I don't really know how to navigate the situation anymore. I feel like I would be willing to go now, but I think she already booked her dad's flight. Uh, well, stand 10 toes down, my guy. <laughs> uh, Stallion, stand 10 toes down. If you said you didn't want to go, don't let her manipulate you into going. And I say manipulate not with a negative connotation. That's just factually what it is. Um, you kind of knew her situation going in. And you said, mm, I would still rather not uh, give up my whole weekend to drive with you. So sorry. Um, especially Here's the thing. I would feel differently if you guys were, like, married, engaged. But, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, I don't know how long you guys have been dating. It just feels like sometimes I think we ask too much of people, personally. Personally. Because, yes, it would be so convenient. It would be so convenient if you two could drive down together. It would probably mean a lot to her family if if you were able to step in in that way. Um, but it's not like a guaranteed thing. It's not like an ex, it, it's not an expectation. It shouldn't be an expectation. It, it, it could be something that's communicated and then agreed upon, but it was communicated and you did not agree. And that's fine. Moving forward. I mean, I'm sure that her family is going to have a little bit of stank for you for not going. And maybe that's the thing that's kind of moving you towards like, oh, maybe I should just go right now. But Whatever, there was something in you that told you that you didn't want to give up your whole weekend. On top of missing a class, you would be missing a class for this, which I think would, would be, for me personally, good enough, a good enough excuse to not go. The fact that I have to miss a class is in my last semester of college, no. You know? But alas. Um, also, <laughs> her not wanting to fly because she has to take a connecting flight. Silly to me. Silly. But anyway... Um, as, as someone who's, I say that as somebody who's terminally in the air, <laughs> you could, you could, I don't know, you, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even have to pay me to get on a plane. Like I, I love to be on a plane. I love to fly. That's just me. That's a personal, uh, thing that I'm working on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't think that you're an asshole in this situation per se, but I do think that. People are going to perceive you as an asshole if you don't go. I just don't think that that should stop you from not going if you don't want to. That's just me. That was kind of anticlimactic, sorry. I, I don't know if you were expecting a whole big tirade. It just, your reasoning made sense, her reasoning makes sense, but it's not working. It's It's just not a thing that you guys agree upon in this moment, and that's fine. Do I think that this is going to color some other conversations in your relationship? Probably. But having that knowledge going in, I think, can help you be uh, tactful in navigating the next steps in this relationship. Because, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Also, how long has she known about this test? And how long have has she assumed that you were going to drive her? You know? A lot of questions. But anyway. The, the, the main thing is, you didn't want to go. That is fine. That is okay. <laughs> per, what... Personally, would I be mad about it if I was dating somebody? Yes, I think anybody would. But that doesn't take away from your autonomy. You know? Don't let that take away from your autonomy. Because there are going to be times in a relationship where you disappoint each other or you just can't be there for each other for whatever reason. Um, 
if you love each other enough, that stuff can be moved on from. And I think this will probably be moved on from rather quickly. For better or for worse. <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you surmise what that means. But uh, that'll be it. Thank you so much for sending something in to the internet, not to me. <laughs> Thank you for allowing, being gracious as I uh, put my opinion in on something that you did not specifically ask me to put my opinion on. Uh, thanks, Megan the Stallion. That'll be it for our advice segment. Again, if you have a situation that you want us to talk about on the show, send in an email to justaskyourdad at gmail.com or askyourdadpod on Instagram or on Twitter. We'll see you guys after the break for the final segment of the show, Daddy of the Day. We are back for the final segment of the show, Daddy of the Day, where we give a shout out to some men in the world who are doing a-okay, just all right, just just peachy keen, and they're giving us um, some masculinity that we can look up to in the world. Um, Today, I think I only have one, but maybe as I'm talking about the one, I will have another. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out. We've, We've talked about Barbie a lot in this episode. I wanted to give a shout out. To the one, the only, uh, Shuti Gatwa, who plays one of the Kens in the Barbie movie. Um, he is the black uh, queer-coded Ken, in my opinion. And I, I've i always loved Shuti Gatwa. I've loved him since Sex, uh, sex Education. I think um, him playing Eric Effiong on Sex Education is one of the first like representations I've seen of a first-gen black queer dude who's like extroverted and fun um i don't know i just i i i I felt like a real quick connection to both the character and the actor immediately so when i found out that he was going to be ken in the barbie movie i got hella excited and i you know i kind of thought going into barbie that there was going to be a a little bit more uh plot diversity like i thought there was going to be like an a plot b plot c plot d plot kind of thing because you cast all these amazing actors to be a part of it and i'm i'm glad that i'm I, let me say i'm glad that barbie is a little bit um streamlined but damn they had so much to work with with all of these actors and i feel like you, we only got the tip of the iceberg of like what a lot of these barbies and kens could do um so for that reason i'm like it would be so fun to do a sequel just because there's like so much space um for these people to like play around in this world um, but the, the few scenes that, uh, Shuti Ken did get were really funny. One that comes to mind immediately is toward the end in, uh, Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House, uh, where <laughs> Shuti comes and gives him the remote. And then <laughs> when Ken starts playing music right after, Shuti does this little head bop dance. That is so cute. And then just the fact that his Barbie got to be Emma Mackey and they both did sex education together, so they obviously already have, like, a great relationship. Seeing him on the screen just, like, lights me up and fills me with so much joy. Um, Shuti is also the newest, the latest, greatest Doctor Who. I'm not British, so I don't really give a shit about Doctor Who. I'm going to be honest. I'm not British and I'm not a dweeb. So I know very little about Doctor Who. Um, I used to be on Tumblr in the early 2010s. Um, So... Back in that whole Doctor Who Supernatural uh, uh, Vampire Diaries. Was that the other one? It was like Doctor Who Supernatural. Uh, what's the the detective? Not Shakespeare. 
<laughs> it starts with an S. What is the detective's name? What is the detective's name? It's not Shakespeare. It's not Seuss. Detective. I'm Googling it because I feel actually crazy. Detective. De detective. Sherlock Holmes. I see. I, I I knew it started with an S, and I started saying detective, and I got confused. But anyway, this is so far away from the point. I don't even know why I got paused on that. Sherlock Holmes. There was a Sherlock Holmes show, Doctor Who, Supernatural, like those three shows. There was like intense fandom on Tumblr, and because of it, I've just been so averse to all three of those franchises because it just it reminds me of a very deep, nerdy, uncomfortable place on the internet that would try to seep its way into the fandoms that I was in. And I would always be like, no, 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 no. Get away, get away, get away. But anyway, Shuti is the newest Doctor Who. And to my knowledge, he's he's queering it up. He's blacking it up and he's queering it up. I don't really know the logistics of Doctor Who. I don't know if it's like an Avatar situation. Like, I don't know if like one dies and another is born. But this little timeline that involves Shutigatwa is is probably the only one that I would could bring myself to watch. I know it's on Disney Plus right now. I don't know if they're already doing new episodes. I know there was like a holiday special that he's in where he's introduced. Um I think I might have to I I might have to watch it and give it a try. I again very scared of that franchise, quite terrified, shiver my motherfucking timbers, but I might, you know, I might give it a little look-see because I love Shuti. I want him everywhere. I want him on everything. I want him cast all the time. I love him so much. Um, yeah, that, that'll be it. That'll that'll be it for uh, Daddy of the Day this week. I just got one. Um, yeah, that, yeah, again, that that's this episode has been a little chaotic. I feel like last week was very seamless. And this week is maybe more in line with how crazy it's going to be. <laughs> I'm just going to be talking y'all's ear off, going a little mad, going a little crazy. But um, yeah, that'll be it for Ask Your Dad this week. Stay safe, stay gleeful, stay informed, and um, watch Mean Girls the Musical this weekend. I'm watching it this weekend. I think it's going to be quite fun. But that's me as somebody who's uh, seen the Broadway version and enjoyed that and knows all the songs already um yeah renee rap oh it's renee raps the day i'm recording this is renee rap's birthday so i'll end it on that happy birthday renee rap you are a titan i can't wait to see um where your career takes you next i can't wait to watch mean girls and see you kill it as regina george again for the second time i hope that this was a healthier uh mean girls experience for you than the broadway version was um it's the end of the episode so i won't get into the details of that but love you renee happy birthday queen uh 24 looks good on you and uh happy birthday to y'all if you're listening and your birthday is coming up don't say i didn't tell you happy birthday because i just fucking did <laughs> see ya <laughs>